He's blank. I'm Branham. It's a Friday edition of the Bees. A, uh, a getaway edition of the Killer Bees. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I am pumped up for the weekend. Texans are back. College basketball tomorrow. College football Saturday. Great, great weekend ahead. Uh, you can pick one expiring contract. Texans have a lot of expiring deals. You can pick one. You get a fair market deal right now. Who are you picking? Aaron Wilson um, quoted Nick Casario the other day at his press conference. Texans GM Nick Casario on in-season contract extensions. Quote, we're open-minded. We're not going to eliminate anything. You can take anything off the table. You can't take anything off the, off the table. In this league, you have to be flexible and adaptable. He says that he and D'Amico Ryans went through the roster and discussed players that are part of their future. So it wouldn't shock me if at some point Nick Casario tries to get an extension done with some of these players. I, I narrowed it down to seven. There, there's okay. there's more than that. I narrowed it down to seven uh, players for the Texans that are in the final year of their deal that are expir- that are expiring contracts that, that I like. Your seven might be different, but who would be the guy for you? 713-780-3776. HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. I went alphabetical order for my seven, so this is not uh, ranked in any way. Just alphabetical order, fairest way to do things. I never thought that this guy would be on this list. The first one, Blake Cashman. He's good. He's played some good football. I really players. like the way he plays. He's I like, elevated over Harris. He's tough. He's athletic. He actually can can stay with guys in the pass game. Um, he can get in the backfield. I like him a lot. I, I'm a big fan. I've, Cashman's won me over. He's very athletic. His his problems always been like injuries, and people never never give him respect. I would guess like mid or like mid to late twenties. I think he's yeah. been around a little bit because he's, he's had a bunch of the injuries. I was say he's younger. Yeah, he's 27 years old. Okay. Yeah, so he's not, I mean, you're not going to sign him for a five-year deal, but maybe like a three-year deal. Uh, and I think he, I mean, this has been the place where he's had the most success. He's not going to make huge money, so keep Cashman in the back of your yep, mind. Yep, yep. You're going to laugh at this one. Kicker Kaimi Fairbairn. Mm. Fairbairn's been unbelievable the last two he's years. He's also been unbelievably overpaid. Uh, I mean, has Bill, he been? Well, he's when a, O'Brien he, signed him, he was the... Third or fourth highest paid kicker in the league. O'Brien gave him too big of a contract. Yeah. I mean, O'Brien did that to everybody. But you can't, you shouldn't blame Fairbairn for O'Brien's transgressions. Fairbairn's been a top three accurate kicker in the league the last two years. People don't realize that. Fairbairn's been super solid the last two years. I'm a Fairbairn fan. Did O'Brien overpay him? Yes. What does an extension look like for Fairbairn? Hopefully it's Fairbairn. Uh, John Grenard. See what you did there, and you're going to grade my joke. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Grade my joke. That was like a one and a half. That was awful. Uh, John Grenard, where do you stand on Grenard right now? I like him because he's more like two years ago than he was last year when we were all going, "What the hell happened to John Grenard?" I like him because he's been extremely active getting to the backfield. He hasn't gotten home a whole lot getting to the quarterback, but he looks like he and Anderson are a good pair this year on the bookends. It looks like he's got plenty left in the tank. So I, I like what I've seen so far this year of John Grenard. Uh, real quick, this text distracted me. Uh, 7132. I'm in a Friday mood. Hey, Bradham and Blank, come on now. You guys cannot refer to Deshaun Watson as a scumbag. Two grand juries decided there was not enough evidence to bring an indictment against Deshaun Watson for allegedly raping 25 or 26 women. And then he put two football emojis. I'm sorry, 7132, but my baseline for scumbaggedness isn't raping 25 or 26 women. My baseline for scumbaggedness is way before that. So if that's your baseline, you know, you can 
reevaluate some things. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like I even, mean, even like just on the field too, like the cryptic tweets, the demanding of a trade, all of these things. Like even before he steps off the football field, he's a scumbag. Yeah. I think there's different layers of scumbag, but I think he covers and yeah. checks most all of the boxes. Maybe I'm too critical. Maybe I'm too strict. But I'm calling somebody a scumbag far before the accused raping of 25 or 26 women. Sorry, maybe that's just me. Uh, I'm a Grenard fan, too. Look at that segue. I, I, I like Grenard, but I'm not... I don't think Grenard's, like, elite. I think Grenard's solid. And if you... Like, Will Anderson Jr. is part of this team's plans for a long time, and he's looked really, 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 really good. What do I want the Texans' defensive line to look like in the next five years? Honestly, I want somebody next to Will Anderson that's closer to Will Anderson than John Grenard. Like, people have talked about Chase Young. People have talked about Brian Burns. I would love another pillar opposite of Will Anderson, and I think that that would create havoc for opposing offenses. I think D'Amico Ryans would take a, his defense would take a huge step forward. So I like John Grenard, but John Grenard's probably not close to one of my focal points going forward. I think he's going to want more than like rotational defensive end money. Probably deserves it too. He's been putting a lot of good stuff on film i'm probably not the one that's going to be paying john yeah, my big question is whether it be in free agency the draft or by other you know, trade can you can you do better because i think he's obviously going to think that he can do better than if that's what you're offering him i think that he's going to think that on the open market somebody's going to see the tape that he's putting down that's why i said i, I need to see more of him this year first before i i really get into conversations about him being yeah. here long term because I really believe that you have to have someone that maybe not isn't maybe isn't Will Anderson, mm-hmm. but is close enough to where you got to pay a lot of attention to him too. And then there's not as much double teaming, and, and you can't just completely isolate on Anderson. And, and you have a formidable pass rush on both sides. I mean, loved it. I've loved Grenard too this year. Like he's been yeah, he, really, oh, really good. When you watch the tape, and you just kind of isolate on him instead of just watching it as the game goes by, and you see how disruptive he can be. This is what you thought. We we both thought he was going to be a ten sack guy a year ago, coming yeah. off the first year he had. Going, this is who. But now we're seeing it. So he's. I mean, traditional stats. He's been better than Anderson. Yeah, like traditional stats. How much stock do you right. put in traditional stats? Not a ton. Is is there a reason he's getting more traditional stats than Will Anderson? Because Anderson's getting all the attention. Yes, uh, but tradition tradition stats. Grenard's been better than Anderson. But the question is, can you find better yeah. than him? I think that so. Better suits the team, and I agree. I think Grenard's going to get a decent contract, and for the money that he's going to get, I'm going to want a little more, more and better. And Grenard's been really good this year. I've been really impressed with Grenard. Uh, Cam Johnston, punter. He's been good. He's really good. Yeah, he's been Cam good. Cam Johnson's really but good. Punters, as you've seen, are a dime a dozen. And even if you're a really, really good punter, teams, when they know that they have to pay you, will move on and find yeah. another guy that can do – it's like running backs now. They just feel like they can go into the draft or something and find another punter for cheap that can do just about as good as what you're doing. So it's not that big of a deal. I love watching Bill Burr punt. It looks like he never follows through. It's like a – his punts are so weird. It's like he – like he could pull a muscle just yeah. on stopping his it looks, leg. It looks quick like he's trying to avoid a block every time, and it never goes like higher than his knee. Whereas other punters are like they're following through above their head. It's bizarre, but it's incredibly effective. Uh, where are you at with Steven Nelson, final year? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he was one of the guys that I had on my list. Uh, I, but I think that, uh, again, much like some of the other positions we've talked about, can you find better or just as good in the, you know, in the draft or in free agency? And I think the answer is yes. He's a little longer in the tooth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's looking to at least cash in one more time. We knew that even in the negotiations before the season started and, and how it got a little, you know, dicey with him and Nick Casario. And he took the shots on Twitter. 
Uh, as much as I like what he's done here, and I believe that he's still very good, I can move on from Stevie Nelson. I, I've been really high on Stephen Nelson. Like the whole Instagram emoji vest thing was weird, and he immediately deleted it. Probably regretted it. I, I didn't love that he did that. But what has happened since then? He negotiated a contract, not an extension, but just a reconfigure of the deal. Got himself some more money and earned himself to be a captain on this team. So everything he's done since then, didn't like that moment, but everything he's done since then, since then have been really good. I think he likes it here because he's a captain. He's being trusted more than he's ever been trusted before. I think that uh, he, I, I'm in a good spot with Steven Nelson. Sheldon Rankins. Where but, you at with being him? A, but being in a good well, spot. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like okay. where we where we are with these guys right now, and then we'll pick our one okay. here in a second. Right. Two more to talk about. Sheldon Rankins, where are you at with Sheldon? I think Sheldon, it was a nice ad. But I think again, you can find you can find other defensive linemen. You already have two others that look like they can you know that they can do a lot of good for you. And Sheldon Rankins hasn't been like you know gangbusters, and he's been dinged up a little bit. So uh, okay, I would call him solid. I think yeah, that Sheldon fine. Rankins has been solid for you. Is he somebody that needs to be instrumental in the team's plans going forward? No, I think he's a solid piece that fits in with some of those other anchors that you have. And then the last one's tied in Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I thought about Schultz as well on my list. Uh, I think that he's a guy that uh, that CJ seems to really like. But you know, can you find another tight end that you're not going to have to pay? What, especially if you get one in the draft, and and we know that Bowers is a guy coming out. But you know, there are other guys in this draft too. Last year there was three, three or four premier tight ends coming out that teams really liked. Um, I, if he's going to want a longer term deal at ten plus or whatever, uh, I think you can move on from him too. Um, I think tight end's pretty interchangeable. Uh, Dalton Schultz has looked his best these last two weeks, the last two games, I should say. His his run block leaves a lot oh, to be desired, block. and for a team that's struggling in that department, it's one of those things where maybe in the offseason you're looking for a tight end who's a little bit more uh, multidimensional. He can do more than the one thing. Uh, I, I, I He's not very high on my list. If they were brought him back, I wouldn't like flip out, anything like that. Uh, I would be a little bit surprised, though. So you have Blake Cashman. You have Kaimi Fairbairn, which might get my vote. John Grenard, Cam Johnston, Stephen Nelson, Sheldon Rankins, Dalton Schultz. Those are seven of what are about 13, maybe even more, uh, players that are in expiring deals. You can lock one of them up right now to a fair market value multi-year deal. Who is the guy that you're picking? 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Who's your call here, Blankers? It's Cashman. Okay, wow. Yeah, I you know I really like Stevie Nelson, but I think you can replace Stevie Nelson. Uh, I think Cashman's the guy for me because I think that what he's shown me over the entire uh, season so far has been a guy that has been all over the football field. You cannot not see Blake Cashman when he's on the field. I mean, in every single game, there are moments, there are times, there are plays where you just kind of he catches your eye and you go, "Who is with fifty three? Who is where is he? Where did he come from? How did he stay with a wide receiver? How did he get in the backfield? Did you see that hit he put on him?" I think Blake Cashman's a guy that really fits the culture and what you're looking for for the way D'Amico plays defense, and I think there's a guy that he needs to stay here. It's a minor miracle he's even in this conversation from from where he was at the beginning of the year, and I know he had some flashes in preseason, but that's flashes in preseason. I, I think that our two guys are like that we're, we're trying to decide between two. Uh, I think that they're the same. It sounded like Nelson was another my, guy Nelson's within Cashman guy. that yep. was in your duo. I, I really want to pick Kaimi Fairbairn because I, I, I think that Kaimi Fairbairn's really good. I think he's a top five kicker in the NFL, but he's a kicker. Let's be real. Kickers aren't real people. Uh, it's between Cashman and Nelson for me. To me, it's Nelson. And this might even be a knock on Stingley. The fact that Stingley can't stay on the football field, if Stingley could, and Stingley was a model of health, and Stingley was playing really good ball, 
to me, I would probably go Cashman over Nelson. But Nelson's your top corner. Like Nelson's your top corner right now over more Stingley. About Stingley yeah. It does. It does. But but I have to factor that in because mm-hmm. this is my roster. This is the build that I have. Uh, so I'm going to go Stephen Nelson over Blake Cashman by a hair. Where you at on this? I think those are the best two options. But it, for me, it is, it is Stephen Nelson because if you don't, if you let him walk. You have to replace two corners next year. You're not replacing Stanley. No. Okay, you have to. At but least he might not a, be on the field. You at least have to get a third corner that can replace Stanley at all times. Yeah. Because right now, like Shaq Griffin has played well yeah, while he's has. been on the field, but like, he's missed some time. So, like, if you let Nelson go, your corner room is basically Derek Stanley Jr., which is kind of a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. So, like, I'm I'm Steven Nelson. But when. All the way because yeah, it's it's easier to replace a linebacker than it is to replace two corners. And you have some linebackers in the room right now that are at least there. Like Harris has been a disappointment. Toa Toa is playing above his head. He's the leading tackler for this team. But I think he can he can get better. He can. Yeah, his he, he, he can fill out a little bit. He's not playing to his ceiling. No, he he still has potential. Yeah. Now he's. I don't think that there's a ton of room for Toa Toa to grow. Like I don't think he's like he's not Will Anderson where he can be the best defensive end in the no. league or a top five defensive. He'd be solid. End. Henry Toa Toa can be solid. He's playing solid right now. I I, don't, I think he's playing close to his ceiling. He's not playing at his ceiling. I don't think Toa Toa has like a tremendous amount of room to get better. But he's solid. Like he's an NFL starter right now. Yeah. He leads the Texans in tackles. Like think like, about he's like, a guy that's solid. all over the place too. Yeah, who are you picking? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. One of these Texans on the final year of his deal, you can give a multi year extension to right now, fair market value. Who are you locking up? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Before you throw out here though, because I was going to ask you guys because I was I, I, I Stevie Nelson. It's a tough call for me too. Yeah, you know I like him, but aren't you guys worried about if you say fair market value on a corner salary? For a guy like Stevie Nelson, with how that uh-huh. number keeps going up, right? But you have to you have to spin on a corner, anyways. Like Joe was saying, like if you're not bringing back Stevie Nelson, you're going to have to go find another corner. Now it could be through the draft, but yeah, I, I also I, think like his fair market versus like the the big market, there is a sizable gap. But you I worry about him being a guy that thinks that he is closer to that top tier. Man, call me luck. crazy, but I think he's happy here. Like I know it sounds nuts for a dude who was on Instagram saying never trust a dude in a sweater vest and had the the emoji. But he got a raise somehow and has been a captain on this yeah. team. Like, I, like call me crazy, but it feels like the guy that who was sent on Instagram. I think both these guys crit- are happy here. Sweater vest. Oh, Cashman no, for Cashman, sure. Cashman just no, loves this I opportunity. Would, I would like both. I would me like too. both. But I put more precedence on Nelson because of the rest of the roster, not necessarily like Nelson's far superior than Blake Cashman. Who, are you, who is it for you? 713-780-3776. Also, the trade deadline's on Tuesday. Call your shot. Biggest name in the NFL that is traded before Tuesday or by the deadline. Who will it be? 713-780-3776. B's on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. He's blank on Branham. Uh, 7557, going to be interesting to see how much Dalton Schultz is involved with Tank being back. He wasn't involved as much when Tank was playing. Uh, It will be interesting. Uh, Tank's missed a couple of games with a concussion, or he missed part of one than another one. Uh, Now they're not going to have Robert Woods on Sunday. 2304, that's Tony 22. Hughes, Rankins, Fairbairn, Griffin in that order. order. Other positions I think are more flexible depending upon what we do in the the draft. I'm going to guess he said put Jerry Hughes at the top of his list? I guess so. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even register to me. Yeah, that's like, kind of high, on, man. Yeah, it's super high. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven. I like Jerry Hughes. I, I'd be fine with Jerry Hughes being on this roster. Yeah, but he's nowhere no. near my top ten expiring contract priorities. All right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Chris, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Chris? 
Hey, gentlemen, thank you for taking the call. Uh, so I'm pretty much with y'all, with uh, Cashman and uh, Nelson being the top two picks. Uh, my only gripe with Cashman is uh, is he's more reflective of having D'Amico there as the head coach and him being a linebacker and coaching him up are to the point where it's easier to get to change another linebacker to that position and benefit from D'Amico coaching him up as opposed, as opposed to getting a really good corner who also has that spell and who uh, – to keep up with the defense and the wide receivers. So um, my, my vote is Nelson strictly because I think D'Amico could coach up another linebacker to the, to the same degree he coached up Cashman. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Chris. I think it's a really good point because Henry Toa Toa, who's late draft pick, leads the team in tackles. Blake Cashman, he's been on this team before, but is playing at a high level. Um, now, the... I mean, Christian Harris hasn't been coached up to that point, but is that a testament to Christian Harris? Uh, I think Perryman's been pretty... I don't think Perryman's been very good, uh, honestly, but Perryman's going to get the call at linebacker over mm-hmm. Christian Harris this week. I, I like Chris's logic because, okay, this is D'Amico. D'Amico's over the defense, of course, but play the linebacker position. He's obviously getting a lot out of players that we wouldn't consider to be that talented. There was a reason Henry Toa Toa went in the fifth round and not in the top three rounds because he lacks talent. Uh, There's a reason that Blake Cashman has not really been a household name before, and all of a sudden he is. So I see where Chris is coming from, where D'Amico Ryans is like squeezing every ounce of production from some linebackers who we wouldn't consider to be like these super athletes. But on the flip side of that, you take a guy like Fred Warner, who was a really, really low-round draft pick, that D'Amico groomed and worked with and saw something in that turned into be an all-pro linebacker. So you look at it and say, even if you're a product of the system, the system works, I work well in it, then as long as you're able to sit across the bargaining table from him and work out a fair market deal, which is what we were talking about, that it still behooves you and makes the most sense to keep him in your system because everything works. Yeah, I think that it's it's you can say this about every side, you, like every position on the defensive side of the ball. Like this is where he excels is getting the most out of his defense. I think it's why the defensive numbers are, have been really respectable and a huge improvement is because D'Amico is going to get the most out of defensive players. And I can see where Chris's points at too, though getting the most out of those linebackers. Uh, but I, I do think it goes both ways. I think that D'Amico gets a lot out of everybody on the defensive side of the ball, and it's a testament to being a good coach. It's kind of like McVeigh in L.A. Like he's getting the most out of some players we didn't think would be all that great. Cooper Cup, second rounder. Puka Nakoa, sixth rounder. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford never really won anything. Now he does. Jared Goff, eh, I mean, good coaches. He got a lot out of Jared Goff. But good, yeah. good coaches get a lot out of players, especially on their side of the ball. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRMP listener line. Ryan, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, first of all, just uh, I haven't ever been much of a big, well, I'm not going to say that. I never was much of a big Texan fan, but I do want to say that kudos that they made the right choice with C.J. Stroud, man. That was, uh, I uh, followed him through Ohio State all those years, man, and I just, um, I was just, you know, they kept screaming Bryce Young, Bryce Young, and I think the best move they ever made was drafting C.J. Stroud. I think it's going to pay off in the long run. I'm actually rooting for you guys now. So, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I want to talk to you guys. So you, are you rooting for the Texans or not, Ryan? No, well, I am. No, I mean, okay. I'm on board. I'm All a Cowboys right. fan. I'm not a lot to you. I've been a Cowboys fan as I was born. But, All right. but uh, you know, they're AFC and, AFC and NFC. So uh, we got. We thought we, we got the uh, ALCS 
showdown this year. You know, why not the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So, but I'm all on. Uh, I'm, I'm all on board with them. But I did want to talk to you guys about this uh, significant trade that we're talking about at the trade deadline. Um, I heard Jerry made a statement, something about he was willing and wanted to go all in, and you know he said that before. And it comes up with some no name he never heard of before. But basically, what do you guys think if they can afford to bring in Travis Henry and? Uh, and also Mike Evans, man, and uh, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say about that. Appreciate it, uh, Chris. Uh, I don't think Travis Henry is going to be walking through the yeah. door or carrying the football for the Cowboys or anybody else anytime soon. I think Derrick Henry... I mean, it was an accident. Yeah, is a legit possibility. I think that Derrick Henry is going to be traded. I think that Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense and fits into that offense. There's no way they get both of them, and I don't think that that they're going to go that route. I mean, they have CD lamb. Um, you know, they have money tied up in Gallup. They, they, they've got, I think, I don't think they're looking at receiver. I think their running game needs a bit of a, of a, a bit of thunder to go with what they already have, uh, with, um, Pollard. Uh, I think Derrick Henry is a legit possibility for the Cowboys. Um, the pa- Cowboys bills Pollard. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. To compliment Pollard, I think Derrick Henry yeah. goes to either the Bills or the Cowboys. I don't think that Derrick Henry's going to get traded. Um, and to that question, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What is the biggest name that is traded uh, by the deadline? I almost always bet on big names not being traded at the deadline, especially in the NFL. I think it's hard in the NFL, especially. Uh, Joe made the point yesterday. It's still early enough in the the year where it's tough to do it. The contracts make it tough to do it too, and also I think that the the return makes it tough to do it for the Titans to be motivated to trade Derrick Henry. What are they going to need? Are they going to need a Christian McCaffrey trade? Are they going to need a like a fifth rounder? I don't see them selling Derrick Henry for a fifth rounder. So I think they would have to be blown away by an offer. I think like at least second and a decent amount of change. So is there going to be a team that's motivated to do that? I don't think the Cowboys would be motivated to do that for a compliment piece. Uh, would Baltimore be like motivated Maybe. to do that because they really don't have a starting running back right now? Yeah, I could see Baltimore being motivated to doing that. I don't think Buffalo's motivated to doing that. I think that they really like James Cook and the way that they play, where there are a lot of shotgun, 11 personnel. Uh, I don't think that Henry's a great fit there, although they still use Damian Harris and Latavius Murray on the goal line, which drives me crazy, and they go shotgun first and goal from the one, four straight plays, which drives me crazy. I wish they would just give James Cook the ball on the goal line. Um, I think Baltimore is really the only team that would, Give the Titans what they wanted. If, it, if it's a second, I think Buffalo still entertains it because they realize that they're, that roster is pretty loaded down. But I think that the one thing that they're lacking and why Josh Allen has to run the football so much is whether you like Cook or not and anybody else running the football, it's just not the kind. They don't, it's not even close to a, the balance that I think that they, they ideally need to have to, to also kind of protect Josh Allen a little bit more. But that's just and, kind of their play style, But when too. the weather gets bad, too, to have that battering ram that's so hard to tackle, that keeps his balance, that can bowl people over, is something that would add an extra element to that offense that I think could make a difference for them. I think you're right. I, think, I didn't think about Baltimore. I think Baltimore is another good fit for him. But I think that those teams are in the – and I don't – I wouldn't put it past Jerry Jones. I think second's a little bit high for the Cowboys. But I, I wouldn't put it past Jerry Jones to go get Derrick Henry and say, you know, we're in go-for-it mode. Why not? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't see them doing it because Pollard's kind of been their their guy and trading a second for that, and then the cap space too. Like I don't even know the cap situation uh, for Dallas and what it would take. Somebody said Jerry Judy on the text line, the biggest name that'll be traded. Um, I'll go with Chase Young. I, I think Chase Young's going to get traded by the football team. I, I can see I, it because look. I don't think that they really like Chase Young. They didn't give him the fifth-year rookie option. He becomes a free agent at the end of this season. If you could get a second rounder for Chase Young before he leaves you, you're not you're not giving him a franchise tag. Like, why would Washington put the franchise tag on him after they already decided not to give him the fifth-year rookie option? Coming off medicals too. Yeah, I don't think that they have any interest in, in having Chase Young on their football team next year. And they've already told you once they don't want Chase Young on their football team next year. I think Chase Young's traded for a second rounder before Tuesday. He's the biggest name. I could see it. What do you think, Joe? What's the biggest name? Uh, Judy. And to Is Judy a bigger name than Chase Young, though? No, I, I'm so. not sure Chase Young gets moved. Okay. I think he should, but uh, there's just I Definitely heard um, Diana Rossini was on Ryan Russillo's podcast, and she said that, like, Ron Rivera is still heavily involved in all of this stuff, even though like there's a belief that he's not going to be the coach next year. So feels like you still in Washington have this like weird dynamic of what's good for the now, what's good for the future. So I think Judy will be the biggest name traded. Honestly, I think to Chris Ryan, whatever, I think he's gonna be a cowboy. Jerry Judy? Yeah. Wow. I think they need help at wide receiver. You're not happy and, with like, Cooks and Gallup? Nope. Like I would trade. I think they. I think they're gonna trade for Judy. You know they could really use Dalton Schultz. I mean, I don't. I know if people like Ferguson. I think Schultz is a much better receiver. They than should Jake not Ferguson. have let him walk. Barry Alvarez is grandson. Ferguson is. Yeah, he's a Badger. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, look, I'm just throwing it out there. I didn't need your uh, approval on it or anything. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I, I yeah, I, I know you weren't. I was just saying it's a cool story, bro. I, I think, I think <laughs> Derrick Henry was the first name that came to my mind, and I'll give you the sleeper. I think Devontae Adams could get traded. Interesting. I think Devontae Adams could get traded because I think there are teams that think that they could actually take a massive step up if they got him, that he's being underused and underutilized with the Raiders. Yeah. And I think, look, Josh Jacobs might be another guy on that list too, but if I'm looking for the biggest, splashiest guy yeah. that could go, I think Devontae's the guy. I think they could tear it down. Maybe not by the deadline, but definitely this offseason. Yeah. Like that, that team looks like they're going the wrong way. It's what McDaniels does. Like He ruins teams. Why would you hire that guy? He's part of the teardown. Yeah, he's gone. Brutal. 7-1. I don't know. They love him. Like the, I don't know how they Al Davis love loves him. I don't, it's ridiculous. And if you believe the cash poor thing, then like you might have to keep him. Uh, seven one, but it's awful. They it's screwed up hire. Josh Jacobs, yeah. and they stayed away from that. But they're overpaying Adams. You'd think they want to pull the plug on all of it. I, I could see them pulling the plug for sure. I, doing it by the deadline might be tough, but I could see it happening within the next eight months. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's see if Joe George completed who said it. If he did, let's see how we fare at who said it. We've been uh, we've been reeling here a little bit. Skiller bees on ESPN ninety seven five, ESPN ninety two five. Before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at my bookie. Another big weekend coming up. We already did BZ Money, but you know what? We we also do things throughout the week to make sure that you are prepared to figure out the lines and might be and what might be the best bets for the upcoming weekend. World Series starts tonight. College football on Saturday. Pro football on Sunday. You know there's so many different things that you can bet on. The best place is knowing where you go to do that, no matter who you're going to bet on. MyBookie.ag is where I always tell you to go, and it's for good reason, because they take care of their customers in a variety of ways. Right now, they're doing a match on your next deposit or your first deposit. First time ever, or if you're reloading your your uh, your account, all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code BET975. Get a deposit match up to $1,000. You put a couple hundred bucks in your account, you get a couple extra hundred bucks in your account as well instantly thanks to mybookie when you use the promo code BET975. You put in 
a thousand dollars, they'll put an extra thousand in. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll put an extra hundred in. You get the idea. The fact is, when you use that promo code by listening to ESPN 97.5 of Bet975, you cash in instantly because you get extra money in your account. Extra money in your account means more games you can bet on and, of course, more chances to win. Speaking of chances to win, my bookie has daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and you can take advantage of a huge, huge prize pool contest all the time. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit a payday. They've got all those different things going on. From parlays to prop bets, there's only one place to go and only one place I'll tell you to go. It's mybookie.ag. Now they got the MyBookie money bag, too. You can get all kinds of crazy long shot odds, some as good as up to plus 7,000. That's why I always tell you to go there because they take care of you every step of the way. Get started right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code BET975 for that welcome bonus. Bet anything. Anytime, anywhere, with the only place I tell you to do it, it's always mybookie.ag. It's a whole lot of Stumpy Joe. A lot of stumps. Uh, That's the first time I've heard choked on vomit. Is that new or has that always been there? It's been there. I have have selective listening like nobody else. No kidding. I I only hear certain things. My favorite part. terrible for all aspects of life. My favorite part of the tailgate the other night when we were there, Joel, you missed this, was when Jeremy basically just told Frank to his face that he never listens to any of the work he does. I did. I did. I mean, I'm well, honest. What I did here, though. What is one thing I always tell you guys? I am honest before any. I might spite myself out of honesty. I'm going to give you my honest opinion it's with true. all things. What I did here, too, was like the fact that he was standing right in front of you and you were trying to get his attention and you said his name like three times and kept going, Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm also, Jeremy. I'm also. Like, I don't think he hears me. I'm like, no I, kidding. I am a little hard of hearing. We I've noticed a, this too we because were of the a, levels a, and stuff. A table length away. Yeah. Not even that. Not the long way. The short way. You couldn't hear me. Yeah. The. <laughs> I, I think I'm losing my hearing. I'm not kidding. That's not. I'm not. I'm being dead serious. Like my levels versus problem. other people's levels. I, I think it is a radio problem. But it, let's, it absolutely. Is. All right. Number yeah. one. Number one. Uh, Adolis Garcia destroyed the city of Houston single-handedly like Godzilla. Godzilla reference. I think this is where we find our answer. Creighton? Uh, could be. How often was Creighton on this week? The game was over Monday. So it had been this would have been Tuesday. Okay, so he's the Astros were eliminated after Monday. He did post-game shows, too. So he's would he say Creighton. Godzilla? See, I think this could be PC. I think it could be Paul. I think it could be... Beard? Definitely beard. Yeah. Maybe Connor. I don't know. Do you see Granado dropping a Godzilla reference? I could. I I, I don't really. It's not likely. What about Lance? Again, I could, but yeah. I think that they'd be right. more modern and they'd probably pull from something off a Netflix show or something. Okay, so are you eliminating them or not? Yeah, I, I'll eliminate them. <laughs> because if not, we haven't eliminated no, anybody. I'll eliminate them. <laughs> okay. Um, like Godzilla. I don't really know. That's this is a hard one. I think I think Beard and Paul might be a little bit more modern than Godzilla. So I think it's Connor or PC, but I really have no clue. I, I, this is a tough one. This is very generic. It's yeah. Joe doing what Joe does. Well, especially because you know he did it last minute, so he's going to look to yeah. try and get the quick, easy hits. Uh, that's where I'm at. I'm on those two. Well, my gut feeling was PC. Okay, let's I, go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go, Patrick Creighton. Adolis Garcia hey, had a boy. destroyed the city yeah. of Houston single handed. Well, we are getting shut so. out. <laughs> Quote Tenacious D. That's teamwork. I, I mean, like, I pulled that within all the time. Then you that's get we know. I pulled that one within 10 seconds. That was my gut feeling. He did pull That was his gut. It was first one he said. It's true. Yeah, right away. It took us it. a long way to get back there. <laughs> it took but a we got while. There. <laughs> uh, number two. 
This is getting ridiculous. It's not on Dusty. It's Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, <laughs> let's put the blame where it belongs. This is either Paul or Beard. I think Connor was on this too. Could be Connor. Could be Connor. Because I know I, I Paul. I do know Paul and Sean talked about it. I don't. Paul. Paul. Paul does not give a darn about getting political. Uh, neither does. Uh, I don't think Beard would either. Especially one side of the aisle. I know for a fact that I heard Sean and Paul. Well, I think that's where we. Around. That's where we need to answer then. Because if if you don't go Paul and then it's Paul, you're going to be super mad. Like okay. at least at least that we know that that was a topic of conversation within Paul. We don't really know for a fact other places. You want to go with Paul? Sure. All right, Paul Gallant. This is getting ridiculous. Lance? It's not on Dusty. Uh. It's Ted Cruz. Ted Whoops. Cruz, <laughs> let's put the blame it's where it not. belongs. Okay, that surprises me hmm. that Lance would go with Ted Cruz. Okay, that was a good curveball. I'm surprised I the found pun. that one, too. Yeah, that well, was. Because I know that Paulie and those guys did talk about it. I think we all did. All right, number three. Uh, this is talking about Rockets basketball we- and like the way they're going to play. Okay. We're going to step over and run the ball handler up to the half court, or we're fighting over screens and punching them in the junk like John Stockton. Oh, say that again? We're going to step over and run the ball handler up to the half court, or we're fighting over screens and punching them in the junk like John Stockton. Okay. Interesting. It's an interesting thought on the Rockets. I feel like it's not a new school thought. It's not. Well, then neither is the reference to John Stockton. Yeah. I think that this is... I feel like we can eliminate... Can we eliminate Paul? Is he, he's not a big basketball guy. Yeah, so like, one, are you talking the basketball, and then those references, and then like knowing, like, okay, this is some good physical basketball, right, and, and, then the, and then the old school, play. and then the old yeah. school pool. Uh, Connor's been in Houston his whole life, so I think that... Con- and like, Connor's got a little bit of like, uh, some old vibes, some like, you know, like, Beard's a basketball history. guy. Yeah, but I don't know if he knows like the Houston history all that well. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll, let's not eliminate beer from the pool. But yeah. uh, to me, it's a little bit Would on the, the bench. Go to side. it. Yeah, they'll talk. They'll talk basketball. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, they'll and, talk basketball. Well, and because of the Stockton reference, yeah. the guys that I immediately go to that would go yeah. to that would be the bench. I kind of eliminate Lance just for the fact that he just used them. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that, but I kind of it's kind of where I'm at. It's Lance. You sure? It's absolutely land. You just read us. Step over and we're going to run. At a boy. You read him. Hey, to the half court. Or or we're fighting over screens and punching in the junk like John I don't normally break that bad, but as soon as it said last, I cracked like an egg. I thought he was. The minute he started into it, Jeremy saw me. I went away from the microphone. I started watching your face. I cracked. Boom. He read you. See, I, I thought that that was like something Lance would say, but I just didn't think he would go back to yeah, back. So I'm see, glad that, you caught it because that's uh, that's good. So that's that's our that's three. Second, no, two. We lost the second. Two. One. Oh, so it's two of three. Okay. Two of three. Oh, I'm just so mad. About oh, he gave that. it away. I love it. <laughs> so Sign stealing at its finest. That was, that's just poker there. Yeah, that that's was just, a bad that's poker, poker face. Like, yeah, I just got crushed. That's awesome. Oh well man, done, I'm disappointed. Good for you, Joel. <laughs> All right, the day they hired a 71 year old manager. Who will flip the bird at analytics and has done so for four years? That was the day they were not going to be one million percent analytics only. Okay, it's not going to wow. be. That's not going to be Gallant. It was a lot of words. Sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think this is. I'm leaning Connor here. Uh, can you read it one more time? The day they hired a 71 year old manager who will flip the bird at analytics and has done so for four years. That was the day they were not going to be 1 million percent analytics only. 
Um, I like. I think it's Connor. I, I maybe kind, Granado. I like the, the flip the bird reference. Seems to be Connor S. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I don't know, you know, because obviously Dusty's been a huge topic this week. We know Pauly is massively pro Dusty. Uh, John is not. <laughs> John has made that evident. Yeah. So much so that our guy Willie called him a racist today and then apologized and said it's really Lance. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see I could see Connor saying it. I could see someone on the bench saying it. Yeah, I I'm, could see Granado saying it. I'm, I'm Connor or Granado. You've been okay. hot. You call it. Mm, man, I don't have a feel for this one. The flip the bird says Connor to me. Okay, let's go for it. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Michael Connor. The day they hired oh, a 71-year-old manager. Right? See, I didn't go back there. flip the bird in analytics. Right. I know why you didn't, but yeah. he did. He went back to he went back to back double double guys. I I'm struggling with Pause. twelve to three show. I'm gonna bite my yeah, tongue. I'm gonna bite my right, tongue too because it was I right there. I, I just don't know like what they say that is hard to separate them from everyone else. Like it feels. <laughs> The stuff I find. So you're spending so too much obvious. time on Twitch. Is that is that a bluff on five though? Huh. Interesting. Maybe. Let's read number five. All right, number five. The exact people that you would expect to get mad at this quote got mad at this quote. It's the dorks online who love their numbies. <laughs> their numbies. Numby sounds like something Paul would say. Oh, no doubt. They love their numbies. But who would would anybody else? Would the younger guys on the show that he's trying to? I don't know. Like, do you see Granado saying the word numbies? No. You see Lance saying the no. word numbies. Uh, Michael saying numbies. Maybe. 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 Maybe Beard. Maybe. Creighton. He's already using for twice. I think we can eliminate. Well, Creighton. He, he might have fun. He's desperate. I don't see Creighton using the word numbies. I don't. Yeah, I think it's I those three. Now, was was he bluffing us by saying that he has That's trouble good, finding quotes from noon to three? Good question. Like, would he say that and then go to a guy who works from noon to three? Or if we eliminated them off of the out of the player pool, here. I think it's a legit question and it's a legit possibility. What do you think? What's your feel? If I had to pick one or the other, yeah, I think Connor uses numbies before. No, but do you think? Do you think Joe? Oh, I absolutely. No, I said you think, that. You think it's, he eliminated? Good, without question, he would do it. So he you would think, try and lead so you us. Think he would, he would say try it? to intentionally mislead us huh. to stay away from the show that he pulled from because that's how he's trying to win. See, I think he got ahead of himself and like didn't realize what he was doing. He got out in front of his skis. I think. Okay, so which way are you lean it? I mean, I'm leaning Paul. Can you read it one more time? The exact people that would expect you to get mad at this quote got mad at this quote. It's the dorks online who love their numb- numbies. See, I think this. See, I don't think Connor would go after the numby guys on Twitter. I don't. I'm not even sure. I don't think to Josh would. I think it's Paul. I think it's Connor or Paul, but I'll let you call it. Let's All go. Right. Let's go, Paul Gallant. Yes! The exact people that you would expect nice. to get mad at this quote. Great teamwork from quote. the bees today. It's We're the back bees. He got online out of, who yeah. love their numbies. Their numbies. Numbies was kind of a giveaway. Connor likes the numbie guys, I think. And then uh, I've never heard it used that way. I've never heard somebody say numbies for numbers. And then I, I do think that Joe got ahead of his skis. Yep. Yeah, Joe got ahead of his skis. I, I knew it. So you read them once. I read them once. Did. Collectively, we win. Maybe I was trying to do what I got Joel to do. Yeah, but you have to, you have to, uh, Don't, yeah, gotta get by both of us. Nope. I know this was probably. That. I'll tell you this, guys. This was your best teamwork. It was well done. We've I had think some we've times seen like this before, but this was a good. Long time. Yeah, yeah. Nope. we worked nope. together well. Uh, shout out to the uh, to the Killer Bees, to Blank and Branham, victorious again. Uh, is the the newest Killer Bee Brad? 
Ausmus potentially being the next manager. The odds, eh, decent, I guess. Uh, was it Nightingale, Heyman, one of those two? They kind of look the same to me. Um, said that it's Ausmus, said that it's Espada. Those are the two leading candidates. Well, it made one of the uh, the hosts on the bench mad today, or John and Lance. Sorry, I'm going to get fined for that. Uh, he, The idea of Ausmus being the next manager of the Ashes has triggered Lance. It triggered Uncle Barney. Uncle Barney texted me at 6.15 oh, really? today. Like, it better not be Ausmus. It woke me up. No, he didn't wake me up. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So is the idea of Ausmus triggering to you? And what did it sound when Lance got triggered? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN, 97.5, ESPN, 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. It was there bright and early this morning. Got the blood pressure checked. Got uh, got my B12 shot. Made sure that all the numbers are looking correct with the body composition analysis. You can do the exact same thing, and you can get into a better state of health thanks to the people at Apollo Men's Health. Three locations to better serve you. Two near downtown Houston, one new in League City. And the fact is, is Dr. O and his staff are conscientious, they're, they're intelligent, and they care about you. They want you to see results and feel like your old self again. If it's getting more energy on a daily basis, they can do that with everything from the B12 shot that I get to hormone therapy for both men and women. And there are men and women in the lobby all the time. And they are reaping the benefits of more energy consistently because of hormone therapy. And they can teach you how it works and how you can do it, too. If you want to get into the gym and get a workout program going, start with that full body composition analysis that I get. And then go from there by absolutely charting your progress. So every so often, do another one. See how your body fat has gone down, your muscle mass has gone up, how all your important numbers are making better sense and they're where they need to be. It's a great way to stay on your program and get that kind of validation that it's working. You want to recover quicker? HGH peptide therapy can take away the soreness after going to the gym. And if you're interested in losing weight but you can't see the time to get to the gym, they have new semi-glutide, FDA-approved, available at Apollo Men's Health. You could lose up to six pounds every single week. Start the process now. Go to ApolloMH.com. See all the services they offer and sign up for your first appointment right there. Most major insurance is accepted. Discounts for military personnel and first responders. Mention my name, Joel Blank, on your first visit. Get that body comp free or a B12 shot. Your choice. You call it. All you got to do is mention my name to get it. And make sure then you let those good people do what they do best. They're going to ask questions. You give them honest answers. Tell them what you're lacking. They'll tell you the program that's going to work and get you on a program that gets you results. They're good people doing great things on a daily basis. Go see the people at Apollo Mental. He's blank. I'm Branham. So, Brett Osmus, he's been rumored to be a name in the Astros managerial hunt. Um, people have mentioned him. Uh, every single article, 12 candidates, 10 candidates, 7 candidates, these candidates, this guy, that guy. Uh, we know that Osmus, Bagwell, boys, uh, the symbolism of Osmus being the next manager is kind of scary. Now, Osmus, like his managerial record isn't fantastic. I think it was four years in Detroit where he won a division title his first year, one and done in Anaheim with the Angels. Now, A.J. Hinch wasn't great in Arizona before he got the Astros job. You know, being a manager on a bad baseball team, you're not going to win a whole lot of baseball games. So I don't think that Osmus is like awful. To me, it's more what it means that it's like, oh, there's another sign of a dysfunctional front office, which is something that's scary. Uh, we're not the only ones that are a little scared off the idea of Brad Osmus being the next manager of the Houston Astros. Uh, don't call him the bench. John and Lance earlier this morning, uh, Granado mentioned the idea to Lance, and Lance got so mad that he threw a shoe. Why? He said he was a great manager. He had great I, players. Yes, that's. And that's what's going to happen with Brad Osmus, too. So, but everybody's well, like, oh, if Brad Osmus joins the team, oh, you my God, know it's something, the worst thing you? ever. Do you know something? No, I don't know anything. You said that's what's going Bob to happen. Bob Nightingale with- put out, it's Osmus or Espada. <laughs> 
He just, he just <laughs> for those who aren't on Twitch, he just took off his shoe and threw it at our na- now naked walls. So we don't have Astro jerseys up. John, um, while Lance is recovering, can I ask you? A- this is the dumbest. Okay, sh- I swear to God. <laughs> Will you? Can I cuss and you just bleep it? No. I'd rather no, you not. No. Can I cuss and you bleep no. it? I could, but I'd rather you not. Can I ask you a question while you cool off? I'll ask cool. John a question. I'll ask you a question. I knew, I knew he had some bad news today coming in. <laughs> well, Bob Nightingale Because why would he news? do this in the first segment? I just segment? don't understand. Look at, look at the board. Let me, God, let me, I don't understand. Let me ask you, John. Because I don't, how are these the only selections? I don't, Jeff no, is no, running no, 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 the no. team. Not the only. Not the only. They're the favorites. They're the favorites. The why, favorites. why is Osmus the favorite? Uh, Be he's honest. got managerial experience. He's got Astros experience. He, you know, he, Astros experience. Yeah, he was here. Jim I mean, Crane he wasn't here. Nobody in the organization uh, was here when he was here. He's best friends with Bagwell. Actually, <laughs> there it is, John. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Lance kind of uh, said what everybody wants to say about yeah. the idea of Osmus as the manager of the Astros. It isn't even. A, it, it's you almost feel bad for Osmus because he does know baseball. He does know analytics. He does know modern day baseball. But because of the association with Bagwell and because of what happened with Bagwell and Crane last year, no one's going to feel good about Brad Osmus. That's the thing. Because he is a, I mean, he's a baseball guy. Yeah. He's managed before. He has previous experience. Um, didn't win anything like Dusty didn't. I mean, win a title. I mean, Brad's been to the, the playoffs. Yeah. And Dusty's been to a World Series and, and has been to the playoffs many times. Um, he's very smart. He is somebody that's kind of analytical. Like, he almost got the GM job last he's year. He's a Dartmouth guy. I think. He went to Dartmouth. Yeah. yeah, he went to Dartmouth. So, I mean, he's a, he's a sharp guy. I think he knows baseball, obviously. He's a former catcher. Catcher's best managers that exist. Um, I, I was doing some like uh, some research on Osmus and there were some people that say he didn't treat players all that well um, which kind of surprised me. That. Yeah, it's the first time that I've heard it just doing the deep dive on Osmus. Uh, I was surprised to hear that because it now, didn't strike me as a guy who would do that. Right, but the only thing I could think about is he had some young teams and if you get the younger players he was also one of the guys like the veteran police like Biggio and Bags and the veterans in the locker room that would really be tough on the younger players, yeah. trying to get them to fall in line with the way you're supposed to act. Yeah, I'm not um, – if it was Osmus in a vacuum by itself without the relationship of Bagwell, I would be okay with I could, it. I could get there. Yeah. I could be okay with it. But throw in the caveat that he's best friends with Bagwell, and then you have the symbolism that it's still a – or is a dysfunctional front office. Yeah. And that's something that, that scares me. Well, and it really kind of shows, again, that Dana Brown just doesn't have any power at all. Yeah, I mean, if you believe McTaggart, what he said in the newsletter, that Dana Brown's going to have a say, but Crane and Bagwell are going to have the ultimate say. They tried to clean it up, but right. But once that's out there, I mean, who's who's to not believe that Bagwell is definitely going to have a voice in the room? Yeah, see, that, and I think that's the fear. It's 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 the fear of Bagwell having the ear of, of Jim Crane more than it is the fear of Brad Osmus being in the dugout managing this team. Uh, the Espada thing makes a lot of sense to me. I'm, I'm totally fine with Espada. Mm-hmm. Espada's probably... I would say a spot is the second guy on my list that I, I want to manage the Astros next year. Jeff Bannister is number one for me. Bannister at the top, a spot at number two. Um, it's probably about the, the end of the list for me. Like, yeah. Give me one of those guys. Yeah, I, I think that for me, Espada and Lopez are up there. And, and the big thing with Espada is he's not going to change anything. So the, the locker room knows him. The culture is going to stay the same. There's not going to be any feathers ruffled or, you know, kind of, yeah, uh, what do we call it? The grace period where you're trying to get you know learn a new manager. Um, all of that will be 
you know, not, nothing's changed, status quo, and that'll be great. A lot of people, too, I, I was re- did the deep dive on Espada, too. There's been a lot of reports that Espada is well-liked within the clubhouse. So it's like, don't have to worry about that. And this isn't a locker room either or a clubhouse that's like going to run over a first-year manager. Right. Like, he's been here forever. Uh, he's well-respected. You have a professional clubhouse with tons of veterans. They're not like a bunch of young kids running around. So the fact that, I, you know, reading that, that Espada has, like, the, the support of the players, the players love Espada. Spada, then okay, cool. That that makes a lot of sense. It wouldn't stun me either. And I'll say this is a bit reachy what I'm about to say, but I think there's like a 35% chance this is the case. If Dusty Baker was started to think about retirement last winter and his decision was like cemented in the summer, but he started thinking about it last winter, Joe Espada was a finalist in Chicago and then suddenly he wasn't a finalist yeah. in Chicago. It wouldn't be a complete stunner to me if Joe Espada was guaranteed this job yeah, last offseason. We had that conversation. I had brought that up when when he was I don't even maybe it was even before the White Sox job, but you wondered if there wasn't something under the table. That, that just some some discussion that said, "Hey, we don't want to lose you. We know this is going to happen more and more frequently." The White Sox job. He was I think it was it Anaheim or somebody else, but he was been he was interviewed multiple places been, and he's yeah, been, been a finalist in in, I in think a couple it's almost of them. double digits. Maybe even the Mets. Miami was one for sure. Yep, Miami was one. Chicago was one. Royals. I think it was Kansas City. I thought the I Mets. The, no, the Mets were one. Yeah, I think the Mets I remember were one the Mets. Too. Yeah. So I think the Marlins were too. It is an Mar- yeah. absolute legit. That, Joe. Thanks for listening. Yeah, selective <laughs> listening. Uh, Tough it, ears. It, 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 I definitely think that that is a legit possibility. That Crane just said, "Look, you know what? We're going to take care of you as our bench coach. You know the the salaries don't come out, but we're probably paying you a little extra too to stick around. Yep. And then when Dusty r- rides off into the sunset, the job is yours." I think that's legit. And think about it from a, a spot of point of view. Like, do you want to go to the circus that's the Marlins that never spend money, the Mets that they spend money, but it's a poorly constructed team, the White Sox who are awful. Like, well, it the makes media sense market to wait. in New York, too, because you're going to get yeah. hammered for every mismanagement move you make. I mean, it makes sense to wait a place that you're happy. It wouldn't stun me if a spot has already been guaranteed the job. But Bannister's at the top of my list. I'd be perfectly happy with a spot as well. Who's at the top of your list? 713-780-3776. Uh, let's big picture this. The future of the Texans is how much better off than the future of the Panthers. Should you believe that? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.